This is a Crow's Nest podcast. Ahoy, and welcome back to Titanic Talkline. I am Alexia, your host. Uh, someone said I should say captain. I haven't quite decided whether or not that's a horrible idea, but maybe we'll decide on that later. But this week I am joined by Sean from Review It Yourself. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's how I say it. That was pretty good. You forgot that, (laughs) but it was pretty good. Good. Ah, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to have you here because you know way more about like movies as a, as a I mean, it's going to sound stupid. You sound more, you know more about movies than I do, but like you do. I, I don't watch as many movies. I'm learning as I get older that I really haven't watched a lot of movies. Yeah, we've all got plot holes. We've all got big gaps in there. Some films I name I've never seen. People are like, you make me sick. Gremlins, never seen it. I haven't seen it either. No. Uh, oh, what's the other one? Haven't seen a lot of what you call the American classics. So, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Uncle Buck, stuff like that. I haven't seen a lot yeah. of like what people would be like, oh, yeah, those are my... Oh, I haven't thought about that. What would be like off the top of your head, whether you've seen them or not, like what would be like three British classic films that like maybe have not made it cross the pond? Haven't made it cross the pond. Um, in the same way. Maybe they don't have the same impact in America, but they're really big in Britain. Oh, films is a tough one. I'll give you comedy. I'll give you TVs, okay. TV shows instead. I'll go The Royal Family. It's not... Spelt royal as in the queen and king. Uh, the lake <laughs> is it R O Y A L E? Yes, that's a ah, good one. I, yeah. I think I've heard of it, like, I think really, I've seen it in a list really before. Good. Yeah, really, okay. really good. Um, what else? Should have thought about that a bit more, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, things that haven't crossed the pond a lot of things. Well, it's, it's just it's weird because again, I'm from the United States, so like a lot of our big films here are international hits. It's just it just it, or, it's will a privilege give, in that way. I'll give you a film. Boiling okay. Point, it's called. I think it came out Ooh. in 2019. It stars Stephen Graham. Um, I've never heard of it. That's absolutely brilliant. It's shot in a really high-end uh, upper-class restaurant in London. And it's all one shot. Now, it's not like mm-hmm. a trick, like 1917 and has cuts. It's all one shot all the way through. And I think they did it like a like a theater that did a big run through then they did another big run through and you mm-hmm. find out through just a night in this restaurant about all the relationships and how customers treat certain staff and and, and it, oh there's all sorts going on and it all builds to this boiling point this crescendo which i won't spoil that was unbelievable that's an unbelievable film and i'll also go one of my favorite films of all time which is like a, a documentary well it's not a documentary it's a, it's a film with interviews with the people in it it's called yeah. touching the void um, 2003 by Kevin McDonald and it tells the story of a unbelievable mountaineer, uh, Joe Simpson and his partner, Simon Yates who were climbing a mountain in Peru called Sula Grande in 1985 and one of them has an accident and it's it's like a, and I know you hear this a lot, like, oh, it's like an epic story of survival but it's, if it was written, you wouldn't believe it. It's absolutely that, that's a great, that's uh, one of my favourite films ever. So. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That sounds really good. I like. I so, sometimes I like those kinds of movies. Again, I think again, being in the United States, we also just churn out so many movies too that it's easy to miss them sometimes here. 
Like, not to use them as the example of everything, but I don't know how far behind in the Marvel Cinematic Universe I am. I'd actually look at the frickin' list and be like, here's where I stopped. Because there's just so much coming out almost every day where it's just like, I I have to be at least six to seven major films behind. Maybe more. I know, but they're just... They're just churning it out. They're just... It's too much. Do you swear on your podcast? All the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, it's it's like the old adage or the old phrase of throw enough shit and see if some of it sticks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because they had a plan up until... And I'm not a massive fan of superhero films. I think there's too many of them. But I Same. do love a lot of them. Same. What, what I don't like is when people give them like a free pass and go, oh, the next Marvel films, come. it's the best film ever uh, until the next one comes out about three weeks later. And you're like, well, <laughs> it can't be that good. But then, you know, so, but I am, I have sold out. I am, for my Patreons, I am doing an MCU. So I, it's the most unenthusiastic Marvel series you'll, you'll ever hear in your <laughs> life. Uh, I think I'm up, I think I'm about five or six films in and I don't think I've done one for a month, so I need to get on with that one. So years and years and years ago, my parents and I, like when we would get together for the holidays, when we were running out of stuff to do, we're going back and rewatching series of films. So we did like, we watched all of the Star Wars movies, all of them, like in, I don't remember if we did chronological or timeline order, but we did all of them, including the new ones and like Solo, Rogue One, we did all those. And we then were trying to make our way through the MCU. And it became a fruitless endeavor. Yeah. It, it it really did. And we we did end up making our way through a good portion of phase one and phase two and like a little way into phase three. But after that, it's just kind of like, what is happening? I have absolutely no idea where in the timeline these movies fit anymore. I'm not going online to do the math. Who is that? What's going on? And they all kind of blur together after a certain point, unless they're like, particularly good and or bad then they stand out yeah yeah i'm gonna have to do them oh dear me but (laughs) out of the ones you've done so far give me your the best and the worst oh okay so iron man the original 2008 one of the i mean that's that's the one that started it all really it's a classic it's unbelievable I remember it's it very good. And came out when I was 16. Loved it then. Loved yeah, it I remember seeing it in theaters too and not being a big action movie superhero person and still being like, that was oh, a good movie. It was great. Um, also, f- for kind of tied for the best, I've only, I'm doing it chronologically. Which okay. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier, I thought, was, was, was brilliant. That one is also really good. I think it's better than the first Captain America. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought the first one was okay. Re- yeah, it, it was, was fine. On rewatch, but... Yeah, wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't amazing, but the next one was. But I think Winter Soldier was good because it they purposely were like, right, we're gonna we're gonna do something a bit mm-hmm. different. We're gonna have real and action, and we're gonna use actual real life cars and real life people. And um, it, that was that, that was, was the first cool. time they did that, like involving well, practical stunts. In terms of like since I well no not not but but they made a conscious decision to be like right we, we want to ground this a bit more if I remember rightly. Mm, okay right. so they were right. like we've gone a little bit we've gone a little bit too high into the computer gen computer the rendering we're gonna bring it back to some practical stuff i mean there's still a lot of stuff in there so well, it, well i think like all yeah. their suits are, are are cg but like i get yeah. what you're saying where you'd want to introduce a little bit more as he's like ground level stuff yeah. but the worst oh that's easy and this one is like about my 10th pop, most popular episode and this is out for everybody it's not just the patreons um <laughs> captain marvel dear <gasps> 
God. I really like that oh. one. It's 40- not my favorite. It's not my favorite, but I actually really like it. 46 minutes. I got in from work. I put it on. Like, it's the next one to do. And I thought, and I, as I said, as I say in my introduction, for there's a few of them that you can listen to where I'm just like, look, mm-hmm. I'll give them a fair, a fair go. But if I don't like it or if I want to skip on to the next one, I'll just stop and get on with it because I've got better things to do in my time. Yeah. And I watched that and I got 46 minutes into it. Didn't know what was going on. <laughs> didn't know who was who. It's boring. Brie Larson, bless her. I, I've not seen her in much. She had no charisma in the film, or at least the first 46 minutes, especially when you put her opposite Jude Law, who's extremely charismatic. It was just awful. Didn't know who the people were. It's like a really bad rip-up of Vulcan with Spock and Emotionless. I was like, I don't understand who you are, who these people are. And I just, it bored me senseless. And I was so bored. I was like, I've had enough. I turned it off and I skipped on to the next one. And I just, which one comes out? I don't remember which one even comes next. Uh, well, in terms of, because again, we're in timeline order now. Yeah. Well, I went in, I didn't go into, I went in terms of like when, in terms of like now, so I went for chronological order. It's like Captain America, the first Avenger. Then you go Captain Marvel. Iron Man was the one after that. So I was very happy to be like, done move on but it, i thought it was dreadful absolutely i mean uh, yeah okay, i happen I only, to I only, like it well that, that's what i love about films i love the fact that yeah. people are like i i loved it i mean you, the, i i rated batman and robin 10 out of 10 because i genuinely love it i think <laughs> it, it, it's awful but it knows what it is and it, it's a blast to watch captain marvel I... awful for, for me anyway I think that I've mentioned it more than one time, but like there's certain movies too, where it's like, I like them because they are so bad at a certain point. Like I, I think that it, I, I now have come full circle and almost unironically enjoy Showgirls because it has given me so much joy making other people watch it that I now find it genuinely funny. But yeah. it, it, that was, that, that is a, <laughs> that's a wild movie in case, in case anyone hasn't seen it. It is just speaking of films that have a weird plot and don't know what they're about. Uh, that's one of them. I think somebody's asked me to review that, believe it or not. Um, I, remember, I think that I, I might have told you to review yes. it also. Yeah, I think I think so. I remember it. it's on, I've got so many lists. It's on a list somewhere. <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird in that way where it's kind of like, I understand not wanting to be typecast. I, I, I can understand that notion, like how Daniel Radcliffe was Harry Potter forever and uh, you know, or if you, you know, for, for example, you know, Marilyn Monroe was always the sexy bombshell. Like no one would have given her a chance to do like in today's era, they would not have given her an um everything everywhere all the time role. They would have been like, no, 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 that's not for you. And I understand where, oh God, what's that girl's name? Jesus, Jesus. Elizabeth Berkeley. Like I knew it was a big name. I knew because she was coming off that long running show Saved by the Bell here in the States. And that was a really, really big hit. And I can kind of understand where she didn't want to get like stuck in that character mold of like, I'm going to be this person forever. But, you know, the role she chose to take was (laughs) this one. Uh, the lead in Showgirls and the basic plot line is girl moves to Vegas and and her aspiration is like, I'm going to be a topless dancer, a naked dancer. An exotic dancer. An exotic dancer. That's what they say in Independence Day, if I remember rightly. I don't remember what they call themselves in the film. I think they call themselves exclusively dancers. Ah. Because I will say that in the movie, the choreography they learn is technical dancing, but they're all, you know, filling naked. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, Alexa, it might 
Alexi, sorry. It, oh, geez, mm-hmm. like, oh, my, I knew I was going to say that. It might be, I can see, you know, you can see the bars across the bottom. Mine huh? is coming up ridiculously small, like, you know, the little wavelengths. I think that it just does that oh, for does perspective, because I can hear you just fine. Oh, that's fine. I just, <clears> yeah. I didn't want you yeah, to yeah, yeah. and go through and it'd be like, <sighs> I've had that oh, I would have just blown your volume up in my post processor. Oh, good. You've been, <sighs> yeah. No, <I'm> really... <laughs> uh, I've had to do that to myself and I get very muffly. Oh, I have, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Sorry, I've, I've... top uh, typecasting and exotic dancers. But it oh was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was basically just like I, I, I get the notion because I also think that like bringing it back to Titanic because that's always what I want to do. Like it, it's been uh, James Cameron's done a few interviews where he was kind of like he had to kind of twist Leo's arm to do it because he didn't really want to do the part because it was a little bit too much following in that trend of parts he'd already played before. Maybe where he was kind of trying to get a little more little more edge edge to his look and you know maybe not wanting to play another bright shiny face person it's like and in this case it went well for him taking on a more adult role and it's like i kind of wish that something similar had happened for elizabeth berkeley because i don't think she's a bad actress it's like she just ended up in a horrible movie where her everything was on display and it's unfortunately being you know a woman and a woman in any industry you know if you have that attached to you a lot of people are like oh you're trashy and no good which is stupid totally stupid yeah but it's just how people are and i wish they weren't i'm trying to think of an example where someone's done that and it's paid off um oh well uh, kim kardashian no 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 god i don't want to talk about the kardashians me neither um, but it's the only one i could think of at the moment no no i meant in films uh i'm gonna go with oh what's her name you know her wolf of wall street she gets naked in that margot robbie that's the one yeah, but I think th- two things about that. Number one, I think our attitudes are changing again. Showgirls came out. Oh Jesus, that was like the '90s or something, wasn't it? Showgirls was '95, so we're talking quite some time ago. And again, I mean, I know that it's not that long ago, but yeah. societally, we have come a long way. Where like, I'm trying to think of any of the women in Game of Thrones. Now, I know a lot of them use body doubles, and a yeah, lot Lena of Lena Headley even- did, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like a lot, I don't know if Margot Robbie herself was naked or if that was a bot. Well, she, I mean, she was. Because she was. Okay. She like she like. Made well, a she point did, of she it. lied to her. No, she lied to her family and said, "Oh, it's a body double," and then it turned out that it <laughs> wasn't. Like, what does it matter? Well, they, well, yeah, but, they, but they, well, it's out there forever. But she gave them the option. I, they gave, sorry, they gave her the option mm-hmm. of you can do this, or we can very easily get chop your head off. You know, here. get get somebody else in here. Um, but Margot Robbie, from from what I think, she was like, no, that I need to do this because my character is essentially she doesn't have anything to trade with this ridiculously wealthy, successful guy. Mm-hmm. Her currency, and I don't mean that in a in a in a like uh, derogatory way. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, a negative way. That's what I was trying to. I'm not thinking mm-hmm. of it in that way. She, but that's her currency. That's her. Yeah, you might have all that, but I have this. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think that, again, slowly attitudes in, in the entertainment industry are changing where it's like, you know, if you get nude for a role, it's not going to be the end of it and you don't need an excuse for it. Like, again, in Titanic, there was all this thing about, oh, it's so artsy, it's so artsy, it's done in such an artful, tasteful way. So she didn't, um, Kate Winslet did not receive a lot of backlash for her role, but there Kate, are people, hmm? sorry, no, I was not just, in the Kate, same way. Yeah, Kate, no, no, you're right. But Kate Winslet, and Seth MacFarlane did a song about it at the was it the Oscars, Gold Gloves, uh, one of them. Uh, he hosted something. Um, it, the he was it. 
the Tawnies, something like that. Uh, it doesn't matter. He did an award show and he mm-hmm. he did a whole song about um, I saw your boobs. I think was the song, mm-hmm. and, and he listed like in this joking song how many films that Kate Winslet has had her breasts out in, and it's an awful lot of films. She doesn't do it in the holiday, mm-hmm. not the holiday. Hmm. Have you seen the holiday? No. <gasps> there you go. There's one that hasn't crossed the pond. The holiday Christmas film. No, it's, no. Well, yeah, it's a romantic film. The holiday. You'll love it. It's a classic. All right, I'll write that down. But um, yeah, it's like it's a thing where I think people's attitudes are changing a bit. But again, you know, back in the '90s or so, once if you were in, if you posed nude for a photo shoot or if you were in a film or a TV show or something, it was kind of like stuck with you. And again, this is only in the entertainment industry. Like normal everyday people, you still see stories about like teacher fired for bikini photo, where it's very stupid standards for people. God knows. Who knows? I, I mean, for, for the for the attitudes in that, yeah, I was only a kid, so I don't. I was what six, seven, coming out of no, six, seven, eight, coming out of the nineties. So I don't. I don't know. I just remember the awful fashion sense and sweaters that I got. But yeah, I was eight or I was eight or nine around the time Titanic came out, and I definitely remember wearing a lot of like sweatsuits, mm. like sweatpants. Questionable. Yeah different color so jumpers very very questionable but um i forgot to ask you your titanic story it's been it's been sorry what is no, your no, titanic story um i can't really remember i that sounded so english i don't tell like that i can't i can't really remember uh, i think it i think it came from seeing the film mm-hmm. and uh, but i don't remember the first time i watched it i do know i watched it a lot um, Did you see it in theaters? No, I was too young. I was what My five? Five when the film came out? I, no, I don't. Oh, I mean, I was eight, I think. Um, and I thought I was going to sneeze. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sneeze at some point. I can feel it. Um, hang on a sec. Okay. I needed not. I couldn't. I can't see myself sneezing. Freak myself out. Um, <laughs> That's true. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, I I can't remember. I just remember I, I loved reading about it and like reading about the actual ship. I've got mm-hmm. one of the. I don't know how long I've had this. I've got. You you can find them online. Um, not a lot of them. There's like a box set you can get, and it had the video and the making of video. And it had like photos and it had, it's got the script in it, the original one. It's got like a making of book. I had like so many, but I've still got them. So many books. I got all the Ken Marshall books, uh, the art of those. Uh, mm-hmm. I bought, and, and I remember getting one of the best presents I've ever, I've ever got of anyone um, when I was a kid. I don't even think it was a birthday. My mom worked in a hospital then. In, in, uh, like cooking and back when they used to do proper cooking in in hospitals like mm. fresh you know fresh uh what did she make like fresh uh pastries and stuff like that in the morning wow you know, fresh scones or scones or whatever and things that are proper cooking in the morning big batches amazing. Things, um before they changed um <laughs> when she did that and there used to be somebody in the hospital this is like the 90s who went round with like books on a little trolley and you could buy them mm-hmm. I, I don't they don't do this anymore um 
But you used to be able to buy, like, oh, would you like to buy this book? And one of them was a book uh, called Titanic Voices. And it, I've seen that. It uh, it was done in association with Southampton City Council, uh, where Titanic uh, left from. Right. And it is the, probably the best Titanic book I've ever read. And I remember getting that as a kid. I didn't read it for years after because it is not a, it's not difficult to read as an adult, but it's it's an unbelievable book, and I absolutely loved that. I was and checking then, my shelf to see if I picked up a copy. I did not. Oh, w- w- definitely worth finding one. Um, eBay, something like that. And oh, you'll just finish with loads of notes after this. Watch this. Look at this. Read this. Um, <laughs> and I just, I, I, uh, I think it. I, I had a big interest in it, and then an interest in like disasters and things. I, I've still, still kind of got that interest in in like the investigation side of it and stuff like that. And I just I find it fascinating. And then, you know, you kind of you you grow, you get older, and you kind of falls to the background type thing. But mm-hmm. it's kind of never gone away. Though it was a toss up. I might have said this before, and if I have apologies, but um, it was a toss up when I started this when I was about to start this podcast, because I did a short-lived podcast, like 12 episodes, with a friend, mm-hmm. and he was the one who was like, go on, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do I do? Do I do a history <laughs> podcast? And if I do history, it's got to be Titanic. Or do I do films? And I I was really on, on, on the... I was really kind of on, on the, you know, do I, do I, don't I? I didn't quite know which way to go. And mm-hmm. what tipped me over was because there's that many Titanic podcasts out there. Not a lot of them that are still going. A lot of ended. Mm-hmm. But I thought, what can I bring that was new? And the only idea I've, I ever had was that I would do one that was for people who have never, don't know anything about Titanic. So I would do like an A to Z of mm-hmm. what was the, sh- really break it down as if you were teaching kids. But then I thought that's just, that would take ages to do. <laughs> uh, and I thought, no, but I have secretly, well, not that secretly. I I, I kind of decided <laughs> I would review like as many Titanic films as I could, mm-hmm. uh, like the TV series in 2012, Night to Remember. And there's a lot of Titanic stuff if you go back through. Yeah. It's not like I've hidden that um, right. at all. Uh, so I, yeah, so it it's never it's something I'm really interested in. I've got like paint like like prints of paintings of Titanic and the massive Titanic 2012 poster up there. Um, oh, nice. It's huge. It's like oh, a proper wow. cinema one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's see-through. So I think it was one of the ones, you know, that went in front of the, in, in front of like. Oh, the yeah, the light boxes. And yeah, stuff. the light box. That's it, yeah. I'm not doing yeah. well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, it, I always, I, when I saw that poster, it was good. The poster for the 25th anniversary release for, for next month is not good, but never mind. There's a lot of dead space and a weirdly photoshopped straight hair. I, I... I don't understand what they were trying to do with that. I always thought the anatomy on that pose on that pose was real weird. I just thought like if was... you embrace if you embrace someone the way Jack is holding her, her shoulder would be pushing him away. Just yeah. the way her torso is angled, it's 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 like she melts into him. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it was so. So I managed to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually liked the the that version, but you know, with the ship sinking, I thought mm-hmm. that was, didn't get that one. I just got them, but I thought that was great. Um, so it's it's kind of never gone away, and I don't, I don't know. You you have your interests, and in I've I, I mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, I I think oh God, it was years ago. It was my twenty fifth, and my granddad was like, "Would you like to go to Titanic Belfast?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Why?" And I, I won't go there on principle. Um, 
because the grand staircase they built, which is what you would go for, let's be honest, let's not lie to ourselves. That's what you'd go for. Sure. It, I don't know if it's changed in the past few years, and if it has, apologies. I don't think it has. It's in a private bank, like business banquet area, like okay. at the back of like a, a hall with chairs or that. And to see that, you had to pay more and go oh. to a, like a special, you know, dine in Titanic, you know, pay a lot of money. That's disappointing. So I, I, and if anybody who knows, anyone who knows anything about the Titanic, and the story and the tragedy, it was not, not away from the film, the actual tragedy. It was the massive disparity between the different classes. Yeah. So, you know, if you you had, you know, the chances of surviving, you know, the, if you were a second class man versus if you were a first class woman are ridiculous. So, and then, you know, you go to third class and it's, it's even worse. So, yeah, I thought that was like, for Pete, someone, you know, a, a museum that, that that talks about that that kind of it's all you know it's the birthplace of Titanic and all these historical things before you even get into the political history of Titanic Belfast and where it is and and all I mean you know the Protestant and the Catholic and a lot of the religious um mm-hmm. not religious sorry well the societal uh, conflicts that have that have been had in that part of Belfast and Northern Ireland and Mm-hmm. You know, and between you know, it, I think it, I don't know. A lot of it doesn't sit particularly. I don't know. I, I, no, to, I to explain it, I'd have to get too political. But it, 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 I don't know. A lot of it doesn't sit right with me. And I've had people who've been, and I've talked to them, and I've said, "Is it is it good?" And they're like, mm, "It's okay. <laughs> it's it's not bad." But a lot of kind of screens and a lot of interactive stuff. And I'm like, I'm not that kind of person. I like to see things. I like to. Mm-hmm. But I have heard the Southampton, which is a place where I'm uh, the Southampton for obvious reasons. I've heard their Maritime Museum was brilliant, and I went, yeah. I, I've been to Liverpool Maritime Museum, which the Titanic, you know, it's on the back. It says Liverpool because that's where it's registered. Mm-hmm. Uh, never actually went there. Um, for anybody listening, I know you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, and when I was there, I saw. I think it had the Mauritania like oh, the yeah, letters yeah. on the back of it. It had a bed from the Olympic, which was like oh, really gaudy. It had a life jacket <laughs> from the Titanic, which was tiny, and They're I think so small. Oh, they are small, and then They're they so had small, really small. They had some of the, uh, the a couple of nameplates and the flags oh. off the lifeboats that got stripped off them in New York by by yeah uh, people looking for things, or if not by them, by the White Star Line when they brought them back because there's right. a rumor they went on the Olympic, but we're not sure. It's a urban myth. Did it happen? I, I mean, I, I it would. I reckon it happened, but they never admitted. But um. <laughs> yeah, uh, I went off on one there, but yeah. Whatever. So maybe one day. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can. That wouldn't. I don't know. Like I went to. I've been to the here in the states. I've been to the Titanic Museum, the permanent one in Pigeon Siri? Forge, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, and I've been to the exhibit in Las Vegas, which is also like a, it's a permanent installation in in the Luxor. There's also the traveling one, which I haven't gotten a chance to see yet. But the time, by the time that I went to the one in Pigeon Forge, they allowed you to take photos on the grand staircase they have there. And actually, in order to go up to the second floor of the museum and back down, you have to go up the staircase and then down on the other side, which is wow. pretty cool. So you're now allowed to take photos, but it's my understanding that at least, I don't know when they started allowing that, but up until a while ago, they didn't allow them or like 
you'd have to you could still walk up and down the staircase and look at it but if you wanted a photo you'd have to like pay their photographer to do it which i also kind of like i get it i understand on the one hand but on the other hand i do think it's kind of frustrating because yeah obviously your photo is going to be better than mine if i just take a still like a stupid selfie but i only want a selfie i don't I don't need the nice photo. It's mostly yeah. just in most cases it's to say, Hey, I was here. But again, like I said, by the time I went there, they allowed it. So it didn't matter as much. Is I that think the in one... Vegas, they still, sorry, I just remembered. I think in Vegas, they still only allow um, their, their own photography. Yeah. I think is, is the, is that one, uh, not the Vegas one, the other one is the Tennessee one. Is that the one where it looks like the Titanic with the iceberg? Yep. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. Right? Yeah. I've seen that. On a it few is pretty cool. I, I, I've seen the amount of ones LA Beatles from Unsinkable Pod has been to, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I went there. That's the same one. Yeah, but yeah. she's also been to um, the one, some of the ones internationally. I've only yeah. been to the ones here. Yeah, she stayed in the Titanic Hotel from Umbrella. Mm-hmm. That seems pretty cool to do too. Yeah, I've been meaning to visit. I think it's the Anik Hotel, and oh, is I'm it bad with names. something Hotel in Anik? Um, and it's got is it Anik? I think it is. No, I might be wrong. Oh, whatever. There's a hotel um, where they have fixings from the Olympics. So they've got one of the rooms and they've got one of the rear grand staircases. And they they used to do like the odd old like Titanic thing in there, but they have like the fixings. So I, it's a place where I do need to go. I do know who went there. Oh, it's got uh, a Titanic podcast. I can't remember which one it was now. I've got quite a few on Instagram. Someone I follow went there. I can't remember now. God knows. Can't hear you. Uh, I just Googled and there's um, a hotel, a Titanic hotel in Liverpool. And then there's one in Belfast. Hang on a sec. I'll find it for you. Is it the, hang on. I, th- I think it's a Swan Hotel in Annick, but I might be wrong. Hang on a sec. I don't know why it's called the Titanic Hotel. I just looked it up. Hang on a sec. Uh... Well, I mean, it's Liverpool, so... Abby, where is Yeah, I have no idea. I know that we don't have any Titanic hotels here in the United States. Um uh, yeah, okay, can... it's the it's the White Swan Hotel in Annick in Northumberland and it's got the the RMS Lounge and when you look at photos of it, it looks like James Cameron's movie set of i think um it, it looks unbelievable they've got like the casts on the on the roof uh it looks absolutely absolutely, absolutely beautiful i think um and it's got like a, a part of the rear grand stair of uh, the rear staircase uh, i'm so, looking yeah. uh i looked yeah. up their website and i just clicked on the like weddings tab oh, so I yeah that's yeah, where i could see yeah, pictures yeah. yeah if you just type food looks right. good <laughs> yeah it does doesn't it just the Olympic restaurant. Here we go. That's what I wanted to see. Show me. Why is it taking forever? Yep. There we go. Wow. Yeah. It, there it is. That's so pretty. Yep. Our Olympic restaurant at the White Swan is an exceptional fine dining experience set on Bond Gate within the heart of Alnwick, Northumberland. Anik. Whilst you en- Anik. Yeah. Whilst you enjoy your freshly prepared food, you are surrounded by the original paneling, mirrors, ceiling, and stained glass salvaged from the RMS Olympic sister ship of the RMS Titanic. Oh, cool. Yeah, I would I would love to go there. That sounds amazing. Also, the food looks really, really good. <laughs> it does. 
I got very sucked into the pictures of food. That's a we'll problem. Go, we'll go Dutch if you're ever over here. We'll go Dutch. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm cool for that. Yeah, wow. The Olympic restaurant, and you can do an Olympic breakfast, which sounds massive. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. I've never had a like a full English, but a full English seems like enough to feed a family. Uh, that's American size. I mean, that's a bit richer in American, but no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, because you'll see like ridiculous, like your challenge ones. But when you, do, I mean, it, it's about as healthy as jumping off a cliff. I don't, <laughs> I don't advocate jumping off a cliff, but it's not exactly healthy. It's, it's, you it's know, like Britain's it, version of a mukbang or whatever that thing is called. I have no oh, idea. I have no idea. Um, it's something to do with a large quantity of food. No, 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 no. You, 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 like you want quality. Like you can get a big English breakfast, but you want a proper full English or a full Scottish. The Scottish put some nice stuff in there. Ooh, what's the what? Okay, again, this is uh, if if I were to so, if someone were to ask me what an American traditional breakfast was like, if you were to do a full American spread, I would probably say it would be like eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, waffles, and like fruit. That that would be like a, a classic American breakfast. Pancakes and so, waffles at breakfast. What? Why? The desserts. Because they're made. Oh my gosh! I have pancakes downstairs. I had those for breakfast. The puddings. They're like they're, they're after the desserts. No, that's a main yeah. here. Oh, I guess if you want to go southern, you could do more like biscuits and gravy. But that that's di- so our version of biscuit. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a different biscuit, and the gravy is also not like a it's um it's a white gravy. Yeah, pieces yeah. of sauce. Yeah, the, the, for anyone who doesn't know, American biscuits are like scones, if you're listening from England. Or, yep, or and if you say scone in America, um, that's a different something or other. That's its own pastry. I don't know what you would call it in, in the UK. Uh, oh, I didn't know Whatever that. we call a scone here in the United States. I don't know. Like, if you go to Starbucks, you would get, like, a cinnamon swirl or, like, a cinnamon scone or a oh, blueberry scone. Yeah, you'll get, like, a Chelsea bun here. That's cinnamon. I don't like cinnamon, to be fair. I'm going to get a Chelsea bun. Yeah, is that what you call scones there? No, that's no, different. no, no, no. It's it's a cinnamon like swirl. That's, that's what a cinnamon, cinnamon swirl. Called. No, I have no idea. But like, what is what would go in a full English, and then what would go in a full Scottish? I've, these are terms I've never heard. Oh, of. I don't know what. Well, I know full English. I don't know what would go in a full Scottish, but it depends where you are. So okay, so if where I am, you, you'll get you'll get black pudding, which is blood pudding. I think you are blood sausage. I think you know it as it's not sausage. Yeah. It looks like one. So black pudding. You'd go mushrooms, Ooh. tomatoes, tomatoes, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Baked beans, okay. Toast, fried bread. What's the all right? Fried bread, uh, uh, slices of bread, uh, fried in lard. Really okay. healthy, but beautiful. Um, sausage, okay. Proper sausages. You would go with bacon, like back bacon, not streaky and all that rubbish. Back <laughs> bacon. Because Bill asked me this. He said, what's that bacon? I said, back bacon. Proper bacon. Uh, what else? I don't know if I missed anything off. I don't think I missed anything. Sausage, no, I think that sounds bacon. about right. Eggs. Sorry, fried eggs. Fried eggs. Or you could go with uh, scrambled if you wanted. Uh, but yeah. You could do a fried egg here too. I think if you removed the beans and the <laughs> mushrooms, you're a little closer to American standard. Yeah, I know the Americans have a problem with beans. It's a, yeah, I 
that I will say, like, I guess the way that they're normally served here, when you eat baked beans, it's usually like 99.99% of the time, at least in my experiences in the context of a barbecue. No, so they just, yeah, I know they have. The, so you might have like, you'll have, you can have baked beans on toast is a classic. You well, can how have, do you make baked beans? Like, are they, they're, I doubt they're made the same way they're made here. Because well, here they're probably made with like sugar I, and molasses and stuff. But like, how do you oh, bake no, over them? here. Well, no, you don't bake them. You essentially get them in tins. I know. I, you don't actually so, bake yeah, them yeah, here. But how it's, does it's, one make a British Harry, baked bean? It's, Harry, it's haricot beans. It's just one. Okay. This is the difference. It's just one type of bean. It's not uh, mixed okay. beans. So it's haricot beans with like a tomato sauce, which has a little bit of sugar and salt in it, but it's different. It's not like a barbecued. It's not that kind of, it's, I don't know. I can't describe. Oh, do you get spaghetti hoops in America? Uh-huh. In tomato sauce? Yeah. That, but without spaghetti, beans. That's okay, so it's more savory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's far more savory. Yeah. It's savory, yeah. It's not sweet. Because I just, I just googled it here, and it says that uh, it says, yeah, baked beans in America are made with molasses, um, and English styled ones are more savory, and they're tomato based. I'm sure the recipes themselves yeah. change, but like, yeah, U.S. ones are molasses or barbecue sauce based, which is where that comes from. Because yeah, whenever you would say baked beans, I would picture our version, which is like sweet. You would not oh. want to have that, and that's no, why no, it was. No. That's always why it's confused me. Because it's like. Why do you want well, just, that? just imagine spaghetti hoops in tomato sauce, but instead of the spaghetti, it's beans. That's that's how it tastes. Spaghetti it O's, like... in case anyone doesn't know what we're talking oh, about. Sorry. In America, we call them spaghetti O's because we're we're real literal. You're very literal. Like we have bran flakes, you have all bran. Like, like <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's just bless you we did things then you decided to do them differently i do i do enjoy the differences america's Good such fun. a weird country man. i think 87 percent of the stuff we do is petty we did it we're doing it this way because someone did it we we don't want to do it that way no no you you did it that way we're you we didn't know you no you say you say herbs we're gonna say herbs just because yeah but there's a huh yeah that doesn't and, bother and, us and, 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 and vitamins no it's vitamins it's a tea vitamins i say vitamins. vitamins but no it's vitamin <laughs> it is a d it is a d if you if you were to if you were to phonetically write it out i said it with a d <laughs> yeah it's it's vit vitamins so yeah. should i technically say titanic then oh don't start getting smart with me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i uh i don't know i i <laughs> There are some things here that we just pronounce weirdly that I don't understand. But oh, I will say aluminium. Of aluminium. I've got aluminium. <laughs> it's an I, not a U. I don't disagree. The one that I don't understand is how we have two separate words for the same herb arugula versus rocket. Oh, I, was I would read books and I did not know what a rocket salad was. Oh. I had to Google it finally and it's like arugula. Oh, oh. Oh, the Ew. other one? Go on, you've got... I would say oregano. What would you say? Oregano? There you go. Oregano. <laughs> Another one I really enjoy. This There's a bunch one. of stuff that we say funny. Oh, yeah, but all do I. You're like, all you Americans will be like, hee, 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 listening to me. I, but I think it's because we think that British accent sounds cool. Sound, British accents sound cool. Well, if you talk like this, darling, of course it sounds really good. I, we even think that you're that any British accent from from Cockney to as long as we can understand it, we think it's cool. Yeah, I understand that. I think I'm about as strong as you can get. 
I have a very I, strong accent. I will personally say that I have not ever met a person from Britain that I could not understand, no matter how thick it was. I have somehow managed to be able to figure it out. But have you spoken? Well, yeah, you speak to some people from Scotland. That might be tough for you. That's a fair enough point. But what I was going to ask was like, so people in the United States, by and large, would say that a British accent is classy. Like, what is an American accent? Does it just mean that you're an idiot? Uh, oh God, this could alienate my audience. So terrible. But it's not well, I mean, fault. I'm from America. So. No, I am. Um, I no, it, it depends. That's fair. Like, um, America, like a like, a, because Classic a lot of American. like, well, I don't know. It it's, I don't, it depends because it depends That's where you true. go. Like when I went to also North Carolina, true. I I thought people were like, they always sound like, what's going on with these lights? I think my bulb's about to go. Uh, oh, I can't see. It's like it's like dimming, like strangely. Oh, um, I just assumed that was the frame rate on the webcam. No, no, it's the actual. It's the actual. Like, <laughs> why I keep going? What the? F- um, so what? Yeah, American accent. I don't know. It, it depends. I remember That's when fair. I went to North Carolina. I, I felt like number one, I spoke too fast for them. Uh, I, I had to slow down, and two, it was. It all sounded very, like it's th- this seemed very like, I don't know excitable or quite like huh okay i, I don't know it, it's a it's it's a strange one like because i've talked to a lot of americans like yeah. from the middle part of america they talk a lot slower sean we talk a bit we, middle and the south are, are tend to be quite slow yeah we pause and then we go and then we start again and you think you could talk and then we talk again that's I, i've done a couple of those but then you know, I've, I've, I don't know. It's it's just interesting. It's an interesting. There's there's a lot of different accents. Yeah, there's a lot of different accents, isn't there? And I think I don't think there's any stereotype. I I do think there's a lot of bewilderment <laughs> over a lot of things that America does. Yes, as politely as that. But I'm sure it's the same everywhere. But there's a lot of bewilderment because. A lot of people think that because we have a common language and a kind of common ancestry, if you will, that it's the whole UK. Uh, and, and also like reasonably and similar societal structures. Yeah, we also have an awful lot of differences. Particularly, Still a lot you know, of big ones. And, and, it's, and we're, a lot, we're a lot smaller. But then we... What is going on? This light bulb is going to go. Um, <laughs> that we have, sorry. I can see it in my own thing now. So when it completely goes dark, I'll just know you've been abducted I'm by still here. a demon. I'm still here. I, that, oh, there's like, <clears throat> the power of Christ compels you. No, I don't know. If it's, that uh, worked, though, oh, I don't think it did. Oh, dear God, it stopped. It literally stopped flickering, look. <laughs> uh, 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 the Exorcist, great film. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's any, because there's that many accents. It's That's true. There's a lot it, of different there's ones. There's no... I don't think there's, I mean, t- to be fair to America, it's kind of, you're over there, you do your own thing. We we don't pay an awful lot of attention. At least I don't, no offense. The only reason I, I, would... I know a lot about America is because I talk to a lot of Americans. It's yeah. fascinating. Like I found out, what is it that means something totally different? Is it homely? Home, ho- homey? Homely? Homely? Yeah, like that it means something different. What does it mean for you? What do you think it means? Well, like that someone's like quite nice and things like that. I heard it meant ugly. It kind of means you're plain. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. If but if I if I say, <coughs> if you lived here and you were English or whatever, mm-hmm. or even if you're American and I met you and you were really nice and that that 
your house is really lovely and you know you, i don't know i'd say oh you know she's really lovely she's really homely that would mean mm-hmm. like you're really you're really this this could be for a man or a woman you're really nice yeah. your house is really nice you know i don't know you might cook or you might paint or you might do different things you have oh like she's really homely she she knits and things like that. i don't mean old-fashioned this is for men and women no i know it's, we really would homely. say domestic that's, we would say domestic yeah here. okay maybe, yeah maybe that's the which well, is no, almost worse um, i think yeah well i'd rather somebody call me i mean in terms of like the words themselves and like their implications i would rather somebody if it didn't mean ugly i'd rather someone say that oh she's homely instead of oh she's domestic like rather domestic because domestic has that sort of like domesticated like a dog or a cat maybe. or like but, so, or like uh or like you're not quite either. part of the group you're like the help or something which again yeah. there's nothing wrong with being a, a maid or a domestic worker it's just kind of like it's a weird word see we don't you don't get things called the help like you might it's not keep... a nice word no, that's not the that's not the right word you use here well thank god well yeah see, this you, would say, that... you would you would you would address them by their profession like if you have a, a person who comes to cooks you would say that they were your chef if you have someone that comes to clean you say that they're like your house cleaner you don't say like oh that's the maid that's i mean you're i i mean at least then again i don't have the kind of money where you might actually hire a real maid who is like called a maid or like a butler that's actually a butler like i don't have the kind of money where maybe you do have maids i have no clue no but I like if you hire someone to clean your house because you're moving out or because whatever, you just like, it's a house cleaner. It's not a maid. Yeah, I don't think anyone's, no. Talking wrong person. Fine, we just moved. I just moved. So. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I, I see lots of people's houses in my job. I, I, I never judge. Fascinating. I mean, it's, it's just, it's really, it's, it's interesting. Cause again, going, you know, we're talking about what the right thing to call people is, but you know, back in 1912, that was not a concern. You could call people whatever the hell you wanted to. You could call them slurs. <laughs> People were, you could just be outrightly racist. Was it a big deal? Oh, that's, that's just the help. That's a very 1912 term, the help. Well, oh, I mean, they're just the help. That'd be manservant things, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. um, oh, your aid. And I think the, the most fascinating, I mean, see, that's, it wasn't as, uh, there was still outrage. I think there was, who was it who testified? One of the officers. Was it Lightoller? Lightoller, or oh, was um, it Law? I think it was it. it was either, they're they're two of the bigger bigger names. Yeah, second officer and fifth officer. Yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I think it, I can't remember. It was definitely one of the officers. I think it was one of those that was. Oh no, it was someone. It's a Cosmo. Somebody. Oh, this is not going well. But it was. <laughs> it was what somebody who testified at one of the inquiries was was um was like caused a lot of anger even then because okay. they they. I think they like implied that certain nationalities were cowardly, like all oh, the all the men were there and the women and the children, and then there were these cowardly. It- yeah. I think it was the I think it was the Italians. I think it was there was the a Italian. very strong anti-Italian sentiment at the time. Yeah, I think it was um, definitely to do with that. Um, yeah. So yeah. That was a big, um, a big thing in the wake of the sinking, and I, I think I've talked about this book four hundred and ninety six times. So we're going to do a full. Ooh, the lights went out. The lights have gone. The lights have gone. Oh, I guess that means that the break's about to happen. We should run for the stern. Uh, no, it should be good. I will just turn the light off because the power will still be. <laughs> All right, I'll keep talking during that process. But what I was, um, I think, going to <laughs> got very distracted by the lights going out. Um. I'll talk about the lights going out, though. Uh, that seems like a really horrifying thing to happen to you at any given time during a disaster, just to be 
absolutely abundantly in the dark. Obviously, you can't... It's a thing that I don't like that they do in TV and movies now, where it's like, it's taking place in the dark. We should show you how dark it is. It's like, no, no, no. I still need to see as an audience member. And there's an art to portraying in film and TV. I think there's a real art and a balance to strike when it's ironically lighting dark scenes. Like, I think that um speaking of lighting dark scenes (laughs) yeah sean is back visibly but um like i have this problem in a lot of modern tv like i don't watch game of thrones but that was a big complaint in game of thrones and that there's a lot of it is just too dark to see and i recently i've got a great example for you okay go for it uh it was called wolf hall and it was it was it was set in tudor times now the the series got critical acclaim it Mm -hmm. had Mark Rylance, who played the BFG in the new one, he's in Dunkirk as the captain of the boat that sails over there. And he's also in um, that film with Tom Hanks, Bridge of Spies. He plays the spy, the one accused of being okay. a spy in that. And he, um, in that show, it, people complained because it was lit like it would have been in Tudor times with candles, which is yeah, great and really realistic, but not, not for a TV show because yeah, people can't bloody it. see anything. Exactly. And I recently rewatched um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy with my parents. And that had to me some really great examples of how to light dark places while still letting your audience see everything. <laughs> yeah. Because there was never a point in time when I watched that movie thinking, wow, I can't see anything. But I could definitely tell when it was light and dark outside. Now, granted, there were a couple times where maybe it could have been like a little darker to show how hard it was to see. But for the most part, it was it was, it was was done in such a way where it's like, I can tell that it's not light outside. I can tell that it's dark. Like, I'm not completely blind. I can still see that it's like Merry and Pippin on the screen. But I can tell that it's it, it's dark in the middle of the forest. And there's a balance to be struck in that. And I think that James Cameron does yeah. it pretty well oh, yeah. in the second half of The Sinking, where it's like, it, it's, the lights are out and it's dark. But I can still see the people and the action and what's happening. It's not just a black screen for 90 minutes and a bunch of yelling. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good, would it? Realistic. Very much so. But awful. But yeah, because TV, TV is a, it's a visual medium. Mm-hmm. And it's also listening as well. Yeah, we all know some some modern films like the the explosions and all that around them. The effects are amazing, but you can't hear what the flipping act. You can't hear what the people are saying. Yeah. Whereas you watch a film from like fifty years ago, some John Wayne cowboy film, and it looks beautiful and it sounds beautiful, and you go, "It's Technicolor," and you go, "What what has gone wrong?" Like what? It's what, such a weird know, balance. Strange. That it? was another thing that that I have. That one thing we did do with the Lord of the Rings is that the volume was was like bouncing between eighty and thirty, because when we needed to hear them talk, like especially when it was like Arwen and Aragorn talking, because for some reason Elvish has always spoken like this, and it's really hard to hear anything. There's a lot of air. So we'd have to blow the volume all the way up to be able to hear anything. And it would go straight from Elvish to bang! Mm-hmm. And you have to blow the volume back down to 30. And by the time you do that, you know, you've lost your hearing and both dogs have left the room. It just happens out of nowhere. And it's like, what is happening here? Like, I can, I understand volume differences, but there's just like a point where it's like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, this is stupid. It's not even immersive or entertaining anymore. I'm just annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan of it myself. No, I hate it, and it happens a lot in the in the MCU too. Oh yeah, oh, I'm, I'm not fed up of hearing myself mourn whilst editing about the MCU. <laughs> I'm trying not to mention superhero films. 
That was just another example. I mean, not just for you, like you, but like for anyone who's listening too. It's like this happens. If you watch those movies, you know what, I'm, what we're talking about in that. There, the volume difference between dialogue and music is astronomically unbalanced. Oh, if I was putting the millions up for these films and I heard that, I'd be like, right, sound mixer, you're sacked. Get a new one yeah. in and get this yeah. sorted out. I've paid millions. There's another million. Sort this out now. It's and also, we're paying millions for the actors. We're paying millions for these actors. We got to hear them. Well, yeah. I, I mean, whether you think they're good or not, but it's like, we're already shilling out the money for their salaries. It's like, dude, let them say their lines. Let the lines be audible. Yeah. And this goes for anything like movies and, and TV. And that, you know, I understand it's, it's something that I do like about older movies and that there, I mean, there isn't always a perfect balance. Obviously there's still times when you turn it up to here and then the music comes in and you turn it down, but it's, it's like almost a game now where I think I was joking to my parents that you need to be able to set two different volumes on your remote that you can just toggle between. Or you pause the film, go into your TV settings and set <coughs> the mode to speech. So you actually can hear it. I've done that before. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, it's just, it's really interesting, and it almost feels to me like when, you, when you, you put so much money, as we're saying, millions into the sound and the effects and the script and the actors, and then you can't hear anything. I know. It's ridiculous already, isn't it? The amount of money that It's really goes weird, to... because it's, it's like, what what does you, it, where where is the quality in your final product? Because it has so many elements of quality, but then your Where's your average... self-respect, damn it? Where's your self-respect? <laughs> Get back in line, soldier. <laughs> bury that because you want to have an experience you know when you especially when you go to like a movie theater and you want that immersive experience where it is kind of loud and stuff but i don't want my ear to be ringing when the dialogue comes on yeah but i don't know that's just me complaining about movies knowing not a whole lot about movies but like it happens a lot and that's why i'm here see there you go i i always appreciate people who know way more about movies because you know everyone has their their knowledge niches and I think that it is also it is important to even if you don't do it often, like talk to people who are interested in like the behind the scenes of the production of movies and TV because you can learn a lot. And it's really interesting. Oh, that's me. That is this is See? why I love DVDs. Uh, I haven't I haven't got the TV or frankly the money to do the whole HD stuff. Um, and I know a lot of people are really buzzing about 4K, and it's something that I'd love to look into at some point. But I'm still on the, and I love physical media because I love getting the behind the scenes, your director's cuts, your unrated cuts, your Die Hard 4.0, or Live Free or Die Hard for the Americans. Um, <laughs> you know the the unrated cut where it's like an 18 and John McClane's swearing and there's blood and you're like, yeah, this this is what I mean. So I love mm-hmm. that and I love the behind the scenes stuff. And you know, even for a film like Batman and Robin, like they are essentially like, we're so sorry, we absolutely because you put them on thinking, oh, how are they going to bullshit their way through this? Like it's mm-hmm. great, and they're not. They're like, we are quite, you know, we're sorry. You know, Chris O'Donnell's like it became like a kids, you know, a kids TV commercial. Joe Schumacher's like, look, I'm sorry if this disappointed anyone. George Clooney's like, I think we killed. Them. He's apologized for Batman <laughs> and everything he's ever been on since. Um, so you, you know, you you see a lot of interesting stuff. You know the Titanic. Um, you you get all the behind the scenes stuff there. I mean, this and also the thing I love about Titanic is I think that was the last hurrah for mm-hmm. proper films. And I know he had the ridiculous budget with that film. You know, it was oh, yeah. all produced by two studios just to keep it go, like just to keep it going. Um, and it was expected Unheard to be this massive. Oh, ridiculous! It was yeah, exactly. And no one else would have got away with it. And mm-hmm. he builds essentially a ship without the little front bit. 
he builds an entire ship. He builds one whole side of it. You know, it's a ship that can't sail, by the way. Can't sail. Puts it by the ocean, you know, Baja near Baja, Mexico, if I remember rightly. Does all that, and and then shoots, you know, shoots this the, the sinking. We have a roommate interruption. Oh. <laughs> just for the listeners at home. I think they're discussing the light that went out. I'm hoping that it wasn't, it was just an isolated light bulb and not like a fuse going out. Because um, for the listeners at, at home, I just moved from um, Wheaton to <laughs> to Texas. And um, in both places, I will say the label, they're labeled here. But in my old apartment in Maryland, the way that the fuses were wired made no sense. Like, I think one strip of lights in the bathroom was also connected to a strip of outlets in the kitchen. It was just like, I don't... I, that was dumb. Yeah, make sure you've got good fuses, people. Mm-hmm. Very important for safety. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say? Yes, no, we're looking for a replacement. We're, we're going to get a replacement bulb and get it sorted. Another thing I love about uh, well, not the difference between how your plugs are totally different from ours. Yeah, that's another thing that annoys me about international travel. It's always like, oh, you can't bring your everything. You got to make sure that you have the adapter and the this and the that. I've got my dad. I've got two of them for America and Europe. I have one somewhere, but I haven't left the country long enough where that's it's not been irrelevant. Yeah. I haven't needed it. <laughs> the amount of Americans that have a pass like a pa- no passport is, re- I mean, like what? Anyway, sorry, Titanic. I was talking about yeah. I think that was the last hurrah for real filmmaking. Even to mm-hmm. the point where behind the scenes, the producers are joking like, "Yeah, back in the-. and these these documentaries are only made like a couple of years after." Right. And, and or even at the time, and they were like, "Yeah, back in 1997, when we actually uh, did it for real," and you, they're like laughing about it, and you're like, "Wow, well, you knew what was." I think when they had some of the films that came out, you know, they had like the Abyss, which I know now looks a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Back then was amazing. You had Terminator Two with the the T one thousand. You had all these films that started to come out, and it was like, you know, there's no limit. Jurassic Park with the dinosaur. There's no limit to where this can go. Yeah, and it, was, think, it was that sort of real second step yeah. into practically bringing CG yeah. into your films. Well, they brought, you know, it was a joke back then, like, we'll probably be able to bring dead actors back to life, and then they have. <sighs> you know, I, I mean, that's another, another conversation, but, but uh, you know, yep. they've got, <laughs> you know, the, 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 they ha- you know, they make things, there's some directors mm-hmm. trying to drag it back. Christopher Nolan being one, but they have to be very successful. They have to have earned their yeah. crust first, earned their yeah. reputation before a studio will go, okay, you get this much. And then that's when I think a lot of bad CGI comes from because they're like, well, mm-hmm. you're an unproven director. I'm not going to give you loads of millions to, to do yeah. this. And Here's your got, budget. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, God, I did a whole episode on CGI and uh, and the whole argument about it. So I think it's it, it was kind of about the number of returns, but it wasn't. So mm-hmm. CGI Winch Fest, it was called. If anybody wants to check that out, plug. You should. Um, but, um, yeah. Funny one, isn't it? It's, it's really interesting, but um, it, I think all I want to, I, I can say to that really is just like, it is fascinating to watch how quickly the world is changing. You know, what used to be considered inconceivable is now attainable on, on your phone. You know, you used to have to carry eight separate devices if you wanted to record something and then listen to something and then watch a movie. You'd need a portable DVD player. You'd need an iPod and you'd need a portable recording device. But now your phone does the whole thing. And it's just, it's really interesting to think about how 
how far it's come and how much you can do. And also, on the other hand, it's like, what are we doing? Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, I think we're losing the skill, not to get too deep, mm-hmm. we're losing the skill of talking to each other. I think, I think we've become like you know the not having to wait for things you think oh what's this oh i'll check it don't have to go to the library is my friend in don't have to go and knock on his door text him it's very it's a very different world and movies movies kind of they're like a microcosm of that in a way they Mm -hmm. show how far things have changed and i don't think they've changed for the better i i have no i mean I don't know. My biggest issues with superhero films, and I've said this before, is not if people love them, then that, that's good. What does it? Some Northern yeah. English. What does it care? What I, it doesn't matter what I'm, what I think. Right. Just like it doesn't really matter what most people. I don't really care what people think about. So if they love it, then good for them. Like who am I? I'm not telling you not to like it. I'm not. Sure. I'm not. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't think we've gone in the right direction with films. My biggest issue is that. There's so many films like that that come out. It's like drowning cinemas in all these films. And the selection, especially in England, because I looked at the UK, the selection of films to watch are smaller. There's more superhero films. It's not giving these individual films a chance. But then the other counter-argument to that is, well, people are going to see these these superhero films. They're doing well. But also my other counter-argument to that would be, well, actually, if you adjust them for inflation, are they? Because Avatar... The Way of Water is the most successful film ever. But if you adjust it for inflation, because do you think ticket prices, uh, you know, admission prices, cost the same as they did however many years ago? Cost yeah, that's another really big um, cause, uh, cause for discussion is that, you know, a ticket price now, like I haven't been to a movie in a couple of years, but before the pandemic, when I was going to films, I think a ticket was like, at the time, like 14 or $15. 12 quid so it, that cost me. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I think that's probably that. Like, it's about right. Yeah, it's, it's about probably right, the yeah. same thing. It's it's really expensive. And I remember going when I was a kid in high school. You could get ten dollars, and you know, go go get yourself a movie ticket. But everything is everything is different. I'm old. I think that's all that is. This is I'm just getting old, and I'm maybe I'm grouchy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't enjoy my thirtieth birthday. I went to I went to work. Did not want to have that birthday, but it happens, doesn't it? It's amazing how they keep continuing to happen to you, even if you don't want them to. But um, <laughs> Sean, uh, Sean was just given a light bulb, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let Sean go and relight his 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 life. I thought you were gonna say fire there. <laughs> I was I was gonna go for that, but then I was like, that's dangerous because we're talking about electricity, and I don't want there to be an electrical fire. No, it's fine. The lights off. I think no, he's I gonna go light up his life. Yeah, try not to uh, electrocute myself. Yeah, try not to light up the house. Yeah, oh, yeah, best not. Won't I don't be want to be getting a call about the roof being on fire. Oh, don't even joke about it, honestly. <laughs> See, that's why I wasn't going to make a fire joke. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Sean, thank you so much for um, giving me your time and coming on the show and <laughs> indulging my stupid questions about Phil. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I did not what didn't know what to expect. Because I was like, are you going to tell me what we're Nothing. doing? Are we, what are we doing? Because I'm used this- to like reviewing something even if it's oh. even if it's like oh we've watched this bigfoot documentary just so we can talk about rubbish for two hours i wasn't sure yeah, so yeah. Well, yeah. yeah no it's just uh just i always it's just different people coming on to talk about stuff and sometimes it's about titanic so thank you for coming on to talk about stuff that was sometimes about titanic <laughs> oh, absolute pleasure i hope i've said something at least coherent for people to listen to totally and then the lights went out yeah 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 oh well
That's been in years. That bulb must be about 12 year old, so it's done well anyway. Jesus! No, it's, not, it's not really. I'm joking. It, I just... Oh, man. I'm going to be super impressed. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go to deal with your light bulb. Cool. Uh, do you want. Thank you so much to Sean for coming on and talking to me about everything. And if you want to get in touch with Sean, which you should, you can find him on Twitter at Yourself Review, because why not? And that is Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F-R-E-V-I-E-W. And you can find him on Instagram at Review It Yourself Podcast 2021. That's all one word, R-I-V-I-E-W-I-T-Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-2021. You can also find him on Patreon if you want to support him and the show. That is patreon.com slash review underscore it underscore yourself to one and you can go ahead and support him and the show there thank you once again for sean to coming on and i will see you all next time bye titanic talkline was created and produced by me alexia be sure to keep up with the show on all the social medias at titanic talkline on facebook instagram and twitter that is all one word titanic talkline t-i-t-a-n-i-c-t-a-l-k-l-i-n-e If you want to get in touch, be on the show, sponsor the show, or have a question or anything you want to tell me, send me an email at titanictalkline, again, all one word, at gmail.com. That's titanictalkline at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Bye!